Welcome everyone to Just Crypto. My name is Vanessa. We've got a really interesting show today where we're going to tease apart the difference between the USK stablecoin on Kajira as well as the uh, what everyone fears it actually is, which is UST on Luna. So we'll cover the differences in those two. Uh, I, I titled this poem, this this poem, this <laughs> this uh, this post, "Calm Yourself," because I've heard a lot of hubbub. So every now and again, the yields on Kajira will get absolutely crazy for stablecoins. So you can see a post that I, I tweeted out um, a couple days ago where the yield was above 100%. In fact, this was even lower than when I first encountered it. When I first encountered it, it was like 120, 130% on USK Kujira stablecoin. Uh, a lot of the replies and the feedback that I got from this was, oh my goodness, I don't want to get involved in Luna. Uh, what's the risk? This seems too crazy. I don't want to lose all my money. And all of those are fair things to think about. Uh, one thing that we've all learned through the last two years is to ask, where is the yield coming from? And to have a deeper understanding of how the constructs in the DeFi system that's generating this yield actually work, uh, because then that allows us to be uh, more empowered uh, and it allows us to make better decisions with where we place our funds. Now, I'm going to dive in in a second. But what we like to do on the show, as always, is to say hi to people who are following along uh, with us. And uh, if you are here, either on X, just drop a reply to the video, or if you're following along on YouTube, uh, let us know that you're here. It's great to, to know who's here in the audience. This is more of a dialogue and a discussion. I like to do these as an opportunity for people to interact with me and for uh, questions to be raised throughout. So as we go through, if you do have any questions, uh, please pop it in the chat as well. And I'll try to get to as many of the questions as I can. I uh, want to say hi to uh, South Padre Tony, who is a regular um, viewer of the show, uh, also um, awesome uh, community member in the Monero community. Uh, so welcome, uh, South Padre Tony. Uh, I want to say hi to uh, Danny Similha. Uh, where is this 90%? So this 90% is on Kujero. So if you go to uh, the, uh, the, if you go to X, you'll notice that if you search for Team Kujero, you'll go ahead and you'll find um, Kujero. I, I try not to give uh, URLs out um, in, in, in many places because you should always try and follow a couple breadcrumbs of trust. Um, but anyway, this is on Kujira. Kujira is a DeFi platform, a layer one chain that's built on the Cosmos SDK. There's a lot more to say about it. I've got a bunch of videos on this channel talking about Kujira. So if you are interested, please dive into some of those. Um, uh, you know, there's just vast amounts of information that you can gather uh, with Kujira. So with, with all of that, yes, this is on Ghost. So uh, Ghost on Kujira. Ghost is the application, their money market on Kujira that does lending and borrowing. Um, so when I, when I tweeted this out, it was 90%. And a lot of folks have PTSD. And I have the same PTSD. So what I'm showing you here is the chart for UST, which was the stablecoin on Terra. Now you could see. For most of its uh, short history, you were fine. You were bobbling around a dollar, a dollar, you know, 99 cents, um, dollar and one cent. And then at some point, dead. A and so yields of 90%, uh, 100% don't really matter if the value of the asset that you're using goes down to almost nothing. And you can see right now it's sitting at around two cents. So effectively, anyone who was participating in this wonderful yield opportunity on Terra to earn 20%, I got completely wrecked. 
that's not something I want to happen to any of you all who are watching the show. Uh, and so it's important to understand a couple things. We're going to cover two things about this. Uh, one is just the characteristics of UST itself and how it's different from USK. But we'll also talk a little bit about how Ghost is different from Anchor and how there's some more security in there. We'll also cover the risks that there are because you don't earn yield without taking some amount of risk. So we'll talk a bit about what the risks are as well. Um, if you were paying attention to, to Luna back in the day, uh, you probably saw a diagram that looked something like this. Now, this is from uh, the awesome YouTuber Danku, who was uh, very big in the Terra community. And unfortunately, it's gone a little bit quiet since uh, the, the big collapse a couple of years ago. <clears throat> but basically, this is demonstrating uh, the mechanism that stabilized the, the peg for UST was basically relying on Luna to be either minted or burned in order to stabilize this peg. Um, and it works when it works. But when it doesn't, it goes very badly. And as soon as the value of UST, the total market cap, flipped the value of Luna, it was all over and it was only going in one direction. Um, so there, there was market manipulations that could be done with this particular scheme. The only thing that is effectively backing this Luna is uh, backing UST, the price, was Luna itself, right? And um, that was something that could be very heavily manipulated. So it had a single endogenous coin uh, that was used in an algorithmic fashion to back it. Uh, as we know now, that didn't work. That is a failed project. USK is very different. It's not an algorithmic stable coin, not even close to this. It doesn't have a, any sort of mint and burn mechanism to maintain its peg. Uh, what's important to understand about USK is that it's an over-collateralized stable coin backed by a basket of different assets. So here I'm showing you the page on blue where you can go ahead and mint USK. There's a lot of different assets you can mint it. Basically, by minting USK, you place your assets in collateral. Uh, they are subject to be liquidated if the value of your assets drops below a certain level. Um, and uh, you then, once you've minted the USK, can use the USK for whatever you'd like. So what I'm showing you here is they have a, a basket of different kinds of assets that you can use to back it. So you know, Arbitrum, Atom, ST Atom, Avalanche, uh, you've got BNB, you've got the bridged Bitcoin, uh, you've got DOT, you've got Ethereum, and you can see each of these have a different proportion to which they're backing it. So the, you know, in the basket of things that are backing uh, the value of USK, you can see you've got uh, you know, almost uh, half a million of the USK supply being backed by Ethereum. You've got almost uh, three quarters of a million being backed by Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera. The very important thing uh, about this is that you cannot mint USK with Kuji. Kuji is the native token of the Kajira network. So there is no endogenous collateral at all in the entire system. So none of the shenanigans that you saw that happened with UST over here and with Luna are even possible because you cannot mint USK with Kuji. Um, you can mint it with Luna. Now, the new Luna is very different than the old Luna, so don't get worried about that. Um, new Luna is more similar to any other project on Cosmos, a Cosmos chain. It doesn't have that same dynamics as it did previously. So you can see there's a lot of different uh, coins and tokens that are being used to back USK. Now, uh, when, you, when you take out a loan, you can't go all the way to 100% of your value, uh, you can take out, I believe, depending on the coin, up to 60 or 65%, uh, you can mint it out. Now, why is there that difference? Uh, well, the other mechanism that's important here is if the value of one of these tokens drops. So let's say you take uh, Atom, which is the token of the Cosmos Hub, right? That's volatile. That goes up and down. Even Bitcoin goes up and down. 
Um, so what would happen if you had a bunch of atom that was backing the value of USK and the value of atom dropped? Well, if you didn't do anything, you'd have bad debt. Um, if atom went from $48 to $10, as it has over the last two years, um, you'd be in trouble. And that's where another innovation of Kajira comes in, which is the Aqua liquidation markets. Uh, this effectively allows people to bid on assets that are liquidated. So once you get over that threshold of the amount of collateral that you have, um, say you say that, that the price drops precipitously and you you now only have enough to back uh, sort of 80% of, of what you're doing instead of needing um, a, a much uh, more collateral in order to back it, your collateral is now up for liquidation. So anyone who's out there could come and say, okay, well, the, the, the market value of Adam is maybe $10, but if I'm going to liquidate you because of the, the amount of the difference between what you can mint in USK and the amount of collateral, I'm going to go ahead and liquidate you and get a discount on the market price. As you can see here, people are bidding on different discount levels. The one thing that's cool about Orca is it is resistant to bots. So these are actual humans that have come in here and put place their bids. You can see ton of folks have a bid at 30% discount. So if there was a flash crash in Adam, you'd see a lot of these bids very quickly get filled, starting at the, the people all, all the way at the front, and then eventually ending up on the people at 30%. So this is a DGEN paradise. If the market's going down and you have a stable coin um, that's, that's sitting around, uh, you can help effectively ensure there's no bad debt that gets into the USK system by bidding on these particular uh, liquidations. And that's the mechanism that ensures that even with price volatility, that the value of USK is always going to be backed by more than effectively $1 worth of collateral. A system that's very similar in the uh, Ethereum world is DAI. Um, you know, DAI has been stable over, you know, very long periods of time. Um, it's a well-known stablecoin. Uh, one of the differences, though, is that DAI uses a centralized stablecoin as collateral, USDC. So you can kind of use USDC in their system. On Kujira, USK is only backed by decentralized collateral. And that's important because uh, one of the concerns that we have within the crypto industry is this aspect of censorship. And all of these centralized stables, effectively, the government can turn off that money or Circle can turn off that money in uh, ways that are outside of our control. However, uh, the government can't come in and um, turn off your WBTC necessarily in the same way. Um, they can't come in and turn off your DOT because those are decentralized networks. Now, we can talk about which of these are more or less decentralized, but the point remains that uh, there is some robustness against censorship that USK has above even some of the other stablecoins that are out there. Um, so I do hope that, you know, that's one part of the puzzle, which is what is the fundamental difference between UST and USK? And I hope that gives you a sense that uh, it's moving from a model which was very brittle, this mint and, and burn model, to a model that is a lot more robust. Now, one of the risks you still do have is if this Orca market doesn't have sufficient bids to liquidate all the collateral, then you could get into a situation where USK has bad debt. The, the bad debt's not going to drop it to zero, like you saw here. At, at worst, um, you know, maybe there's a couple percentage points that um, the, the uh, stablecoin isn't backed by. However, there's the incentive of human greed here that gets involved. Uh, if something was dropping precipitously, uh, I'm going to come in here and say I can earn 30% instantly. Why wouldn't I liquidate the, liquidate the asset and, and, and bid for that liquidation if I can make 30% profit in five seconds. <laughs> so, I, you, you know, uh, functionally in the markets, they, they do operate somewhat on incentives, 
And so here you have a very strong incentive for people to come over and continue to support the pig. Um, I'm going to just chat out to a couple of folks here. Uh, Blind Fry, welcome. It's great to have you back on the show here. Um, hello, Dan. Um, yeah, definitely looking to, forward to sharing more about how USK works. If you do have any more questions based on what we've uh, explained already, please drop them down in the chat as well. I want to make sure you have a good understanding of everything that's going on. Um, and yeah, so there's the other way to acquire uh, USK is on Maya Protocol. We have to actually do another show on, on Maya. We have an interview with the founder of Maya Protocol on this channel somewhere. So take a look for that. Uh, there's definitely uh, a lot of great work they're doing. Maya is a friendly fork of ThorSwap, or sorry, ThorChain. Um, and they have their own kind of mechanism there. They support USK and Kuji as well as Bitcoin and Ethereum to do effectively fully decentralized swaps across chains. Um, so Danny shouting out and saying, please provide a bit more liquidity on Maya protocol. Um, I think that that's great. Uh, if you're struggling with liquidity, there is fairly deep liquidity on Kuji on Maya. So you could always swap into Kuji, uh, bring that over into the Kujera network and then swap back to USK. I know it's a couple extra hops, but you know, you can kind of get the end result that you are looking for. Um, now the other part that's, that's really important is to realize that UST wasn't just sitting by itself. Um, the reason it earned yield was something called anchor protocol. Now, Anchor Protocol has a lot of similarities, but also some key differences with how Ghost works. Uh, Anchor was effectively a way that you could uh, lend out your UST, and then you would get your own yield on it. Very famously, it was 20% yield on your stable coins at a time when no one was paying any yield on anything. Where was that yield coming from? Well, a decent portion of that yield was actually coming from people borrowing um, and paying for the borrowing. And anywhere you know, from 5 to 15% of that yield was actual real yield. It was people using the products, people paying to get access to, to more UST. The problem was that they had the anchor yield reserve to get that headline number. So they were dishing out hundreds of millions of dollars in order to support the 20% rate that anchor was offering. Uh, now, on itself, you can look at that and say, well, that's just a marketing expense, right? Where are you going to put your marketing? Are you going to buy stadium rights? Are you going to offer a crazy interest rate? Uh, Terra did both, unfortunately. Um, but but the, the idea was to bring more people onto the platform, which may have been fine, but the problem came when they weren't actually able to turn it off quickly enough. And the reason you can't turn it off quickly is because of this mint and burn mechanism that they created. So if you reduce the demand for UST, you start to tank the price of Luna and you get into a very uh, awful cycle of effectively a death spiral that they did end up in. Um, so they could have caused it themselves by just yanking out this yield reserve. So at the time, there were plans to say, well, OK, uh, you know, maybe we could do that a, a little bit slower uh, or we could uh, somehow pare back the yield reserve. And so you, you had articles like this. You know, anchors yield reserve. Do you top it up? Um, uh, do you not top it up? By how much do you top it up? How do you slowly lower the rates? Um, you know, there was the concern, as I mentioned, no more twenty percent APIs and a death spiral from unwinding UST. Um, so that was what what they were up against, and they needed to bring the yield to be something that was sustainable. Lots of crypto companies were using UST uh, for their yield. And the reason you could get 10% on your stable coins if you deposited at Voyager or any of those other places uh, was because under the covers, some of them were using UST and effectively taking that yield from the, the folks over at Terra who were, who were paying it out. Um, and so now uh, you've got the situation where you can't really quickly unwind this death spiral. The yield isn't sustainable. If the, the uh, yield reserve runs out, then you've got even bigger problems. 
And so they were stuck between a rock and a hard place. Now, I'm not going to rehash the history of all the causes of the failure of Luna and UST. Uh, definitely, the setup was one component. Uh, we all, all know also that, you know, SPF did attack the network as well in a number of different both economic and, and kind of physical type ways. Uh, but all of that aside, there is a setup here that's very brittle. And so one thing I'd like you to get uh, to understand is that uh, UST was brittle, not just from the construction of the uh, algorithmic stablecoin itself, but also the idea of how it was being propped up with artificial yield, generated artificial demand and made it very difficult to unwind. So how is Ghost different from all of these? Well, for one, Ghost doesn't have a Ghost yield reserve. There is no one giving you uh, free money from a marketing budget anywhere just to use Ghost. The yields on Ghost are paid strictly by people who borrow the coins on Ghost. So if you remember early in the video, I showed you this, you know, fantastically high number, you know, you could earn 90% uh, APR and it was much higher even before then on your USK. Well, today, this is the live view of Ghost. You can see that it's dropped substantially, uh, you know, substantially 19%. So all anyone in TradFi would consider 19% to be absolutely fabulous. Um, but, you know, for us here, uh, DJs on Kujira, uh, that's, you know, a very small portion of what it was just a couple of days ago. And that's a very important thing to realize is that because the yield adjusts based on the borrowings, it is completely sustainable. This is not an artificial yield. So for all of these coins, you know, if I'm uh, lending and borrowing Adam here, if you're lending, you'll get paid out in the native coin itself. So there's no other token that's involved. There's no inflating token. There's no yield reserve. There's none of that. This is just straight lending and borrowing. People who would like to borrow pay a rate. They agree on that rate. People who would like to lend pay a rate. Now again, if you're borrowing, you can get into a similar situation as the uh, minting of USK. And that's, uh, again, where you come back to Orca. Orca operates both on the uh, markets to mint USK as well as the lending and borrowing markets. And if you have people who are self-interested who'd like to earn 30% in five seconds, you have that opportunity here across a number of different assets. Now, while all of this sounds like, okay, this is great, you know, USK is a lot stronger from a fundamental perspective than UST. Uh, we have the uh, ghost being a, a lot more sound and sustainable than Anchor Protocol. Uh, what could go wrong? It's perfect, right? Uh, the thing to realize is that nothing is risk-free. So let's enumerate a couple of the risks that we have here with Kajira and with Ghost using USK. So I already talked about the risk of someone not liquidating effectively bad debt that would allow that bad debt to get into the system. All of these are brokered by smart contracts. So USK, the uh, minting mechanism and the redemption mechanism has a smart contract behind it. The uh, Orca liquidation market has a smart contract, as does Ghost. Uh, all of these smart contracts could potentially fail. Uh, so far, they've been proven to be very robust. And I know the team does a lot of diligence on security and they've done the various audits. However, nothing is perfect. So that's one thing I'd like you to be aware of is that as you are earning this yield, you do have the smart contract risk associated with it. And you have what I would say is a fairly remote chance of bad debt. The other thing that could potentially go wrong here um, and the reason I'm talking about a lot of what can go wrong is not because I don't have faith in the system and I don't have a lot of my own money in it. It's because anytime you make an investment, it's important to understand where the yield is coming from and what the risks are. And that's something that we've done a terrible job in crypto at is talking about the risks. So let me give you an example here. You have WBTC. What is WBTC? 
And WBTC is uh, basically something that's issued on the Ethereum network by a centralized company called BitGo. You give them your Bitcoin and they give you WBTC on Ethereum. So you, WBTC does have, in a sense, a centralized uh, entity backing it. Now, this is bridged over from Ethereum using XLR. So you've got effectively two risks involved in WBTC. Uh, what would happen if the fine folks at BitGo ended up losing their keys and could no longer access that Bitcoin? Well, one would say very quickly that there would be an impact on the price in the WBTC because now how do you actually get your native BTC out of it? One could also say if there was another uh, circumstance that came that Accelera was hacked for whatever reason. And again, they've done a lot of diligence. They have a long track record of being secure. But, you know, we're talking about edge case risks now. If the bridged, bridge was hacked and suddenly WBTC that was bridged over to Cosmos in general and Kajira in particular uh, didn't have anything backing it, you could see this very quickly drop to zero. And that's a particular case where someone wouldn't really want to come into the uh, liquidation market here and say, oh, I'm going to bid for a 30% discount on something that's effectively worthless. Um, so those are a couple of cases where it could all fall apart. There are lots of smart people working very hard to ensure that those particular scenarios don't happen. And I'd, I'd argue if um, something happened at BitGo and WBTC went down, we would be in a bigger problem as a crypto community than just Kajira. Uh, WBTC is used in just about every protocol on Ethereum. I think you would see basically DeFi get set back by a couple decades. So that's where we are. We are skating a little bit on, on the edge. I uh, want to just jump in here to a few folks who joined um, recently. Uh, thank you for the kind words. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I want to give a shout out if you enjoy videos like this. I intermix interviews with, with founders and, and builders in the ecosystem uh, with kind of how-to videos on different product products and protocols. Uh, right now I'm focusing on Kajira. So there's a lot of how-to videos there, but please take a moment, subscribe. Uh, if you do like these videos, the algorithm loves it when you like, when you leave a comment. Those things are all awesome for uh, helping us to grow the channel here. Uh, and thank you, Blank Fry. I really appreciate the compliment as well. Um, let's talk, talk about this a little bit. So I, I think this came in earlier where we were talking a bit about uh, Luna. It can't death spiral to zero from billions of TVL in days. Are you really using a worthwhile default protocol? Uh, <laughs> someone is a little further on the uh, DGen spectrum than me. Um, I, you know, I was a lunatic. I experienced all of that. And one thing I can say is that it's not an experience I recommend. So I would rather not be skating so close to the edge where I could lose uh, you know, billions and TBL are my, my chosen DeFi tool in the matter of days. That's everything I've got uh, for USK versus UST. Uh, if you do have questions, uh, please pop them as well in, in the uh, comments below. I do read the comments afterwards as well. So even though we're not live, I still want to make sure that you have an opportunity to you know, fully understand some of the things that, that you're investing with. Uh, Kajira is fantastic. We actually just launched a validator on Kajira. So a little bit of a plug here. If you do have any Kuji, would very much appreciate a, a delegation to the Technology Poet Validator. Uh, it's something we're working hard to you know, help support the community in, in that regard. And uh, if you're interested in Kajira, there's going to be a video that pops up here if you're uh, watching after the, the replay after the fact where I talk about the future of Kajira and some of the exciting things they've got coming. Uh, really got me jazzed up. So uh, I hope you do end up uh, watching that video as well because there's a lot of interesting things the team is working on. And honestly, these are some of the best builders that I've seen in the entire crypto ecosystem. That's all I've got. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy your weekend. And I will see you again soon.